I, I don't have it available where I can just pull it out ready-made because when our church burnt, I lost 30 years of teaching and preaching material that I'd collected, and I don't have it. So just about everything everything that I do right now, I'm, it, it's fresh and over again. I mean, I'm, it, it's not... Uh, it's not something that Kissy says I I pull out and put it, pop it in the microwave and and warm up and give it to you. (laughs) Amen. But the the enemy does not want this taught. And I've been attacked physically in my body. uh, I've been going through some things, and uh, uh, my my left foot is swollen so bad, the foot is swollen so bad, so bad, I got some shoes I can't put on, and uh, when I look down at it, I can't even I can't even see and 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 define where my ankles are at. Uh, and so the enemy has really been fighting me all the way around. Uh, so he just he just wills to get ready because he he's in for a fight because I'm gonna I'm gonna teach it. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Uh, spiritual warfare: the conflict between light and darkness. And the first part of it, we're talking about Satan, the enemy of the soul, his past, present, and future. And uh, last week we we got to talking about uh, Satan's past uh, and um, uh, what where he was and what he what he did. Uh, and we brought you this scripture here, found in the book of Luke, chapter ten where Jesus told his disciples, he said, I saw, past tense, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Now, he's referring to what happened long before Adam and Eve was placed on this earth. Satan's past is everything that takes place before the dawn of human history. When we get to Satan's present, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about from from Adam on, because it is eternity past to to present time, and then his future, the other end of eternity, uh, is what we're dealing with. So, and we talked about that, and then uh, we we talked about the scripture and, and Isaiah. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Son of the morning, we covered uh, uh, we covered all of that. Now tonight we're going to be going. We're still talking about his past, uh, and um, we're going to be going to the book of Ezekiel, uh, the twenty-eighth chapter, and we're going to find out a little bit more about him. Now the twenty-eighth chapter of Ezekiel. The Lord uses, uh, gives an example. He talks, he talks about the, the prince of Tyre. And because he talks about the prince of Tyre, a lot of people don't believe the scriptures that I'm going to give you tonight. And uh, they say that it's not talking about the devil, it's talking about a king, a king. And there was a king, a prince uh, of the land of Tyre, but God used him as an example 
the scripture has a twofold meaning because there's an awful lot a lot about that king is just like like the devil's like the devil himself. But as we read these scriptures, you're going to find out as it as, as it talks about that there's no way that these scriptures could be talking about any earthly king. There's no way. And we start off in Ezekiel uh, 28 and verse 13. And God says, You were in Eden, the garden of God. Now, right there from the beginning, Brother Ricky, that lets us know that that couldn't have been literally that, 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 that Prince of Tari because he wasn't there physically. See, but God was using him as a metaphor to refer unto devil, uh, unto Satan. Now he says, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. Now, I told you last week about the, the devil was the son of the morning. He was one of the, the most beautiful angels in heaven as there was. And how he allowed himself uh, to get pride built built up. You know, he, he walked by the mirror. He said, oh, man, you all right. You know, he began to look at himself. And he said, oh, you know. He said, you all that in a bag of chips, brother. Amen. And uh, now, you know, I, I learned that saying from kids uh, on my school bus. That's how they talk nowadays. You're all that in a bag of chips. I don't know. I don't know. All I want to do with a bag of chips is just eat them. I don't know. <laughs> All right. He said, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardius, the topaz, the diamond, or the onyx, the jasper. Uh, he started naming off all of, all of these. Notice this. The sapphire, the turquoise, the emerald with gold. He said, that was your covering. This gives you an idea of what Lucifer was like in the beginning. His beauty and his radiance. Um, it lets you gives you a, an idea that now, now we're going to get into what he was and what he did in heaven. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. He's talking about his musical ability. That's musical instruments that was made in him. See, Lucifer was an archangel. All of he was he was over the angels that led worship in heaven, uh, and uh, he was over that and the music in heaven. That's one reason, and everything that the devil was associated with. When he failed, he perverted it. That's one reason why we got to be uh, we got to be careful about music uh, today. Music, certain kinds of music, does attract certain spirits. Amen. I be- believe me. You can go to some of these concerts, and they don't they don't have to get in there and start smoking or shooting up, but a lot of people can get just high on the music. Amen. They just get high on the music, and uh, the devil the devil uses uses that. Now let's go on further and read some more. 
You were the anointed cherub who covers. God says, I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. We're talking about Lucifer before he became a devil, before he became the thorn in your side, before he became your adversary. How glorious he was um, in, uh, in his original state. You walked back in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Ezekiel 28, verses 13 through 15. You need to underscore them so you'll know. This tells you about the devil's past. What he did in heaven before there was a planet Earth. Before the Earth was created. Eternity passed. But he fell. He let pride come in. And you know what? That still brings people down. Uh, we wound up last week, but brother, uh, brother Ricky gave us a scripture. Uh, pride. Exactly. Amen. Uh, there have been, there've been some people who's made it big in the gospel world, both in the music and also in the ministry, that the chief reason was not because of women or money, but the chief, really the reason behind it was their pride. They became too prideful. Amen. They, they began to believe their own uh, reports. Amen. And uh, we can't do that. We got to stay humble before God. Uh, when you stay humble before God, if you don't try to take the credit for something God does, God will bless you. One reason why that we have... We see a lot of what we do at, uh, at CFC is because we don't have nobody around here trying to take the credit. Now, we've got people all over the place can stand up and give testimonies of um, you know, tumors being, being disappeared and, uh, and, and different things like that happening down, down through the years. But you can't, you can't say that this man right here ever one time ever, um, ever tried to take a credit for anything. I don't do that. Amen. As a matter of fact, I tell people all the time, I said, there might be somebody sick up here, and we're praying for them. I might have my hands on them. We might have, our deacons might have their hands on them. Our elder brother Bobby might be having his hands on them, whatever. We might be praying. They might get healed. But you know what? It might not have been one, either one of our prayers up here that prayed the prayer of faith that reached God. It could have been some elderly lady sitting back in the back of the pew who touched God with her faith. You hear what I'm saying? We got too many people trying to take the credit over what belongs to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't 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 try to steal God's headline. Amen. It's his name should be in the marquee, not yours or mine. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, this tells us all about Him. Now, we're going to move on, and we won't finish this tonight, but now we're going to move on to Satan's present. Uh, after the fall, and the present, actually, as I said, really 
has to do with human history. From, um, from Adam, because that's when he first come on the scene with man, uh, until the day of, um, of judgment and the day of the Lord, that's when his future will begin. And that's how come I tell you all the time, I said, any time the devil starts trying to remind you of your past, you need to, you need to remind him of his future. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If the devil tries to bring up your past in your mind, you just tell the devil, that's okay. I'm, I know what your future is going to be. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, what, what I want to do right here tonight uh, to get started in this, and, uh, and, and I'm already down here to, to almost to a quitting time, but uh, I want to give you some of the names that the Bible gives. Now, I'm just highlighting these because there's about 40 different names that Satan is known by and called by in the Bible. You can find almost 40 different names that he's called by. Uh, one of them is Abaddon, the Hebrew name for Satan meaning destruction. Uh and this is found in Revelation chapter 9, verse 11. And they had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon. But in Greek, he has the name Apollyon. Revelation 9, chapter 11, it means destruction. That is a name for the devil. Hey, if you don't believe he's a destroyer, just look and check out the homes that he's destroyed. Think about the lives that he's destroyed. And if you give him a half a chance, Brother Ken, he'll destroy you. He's a destroyer. I mean, he loves to destroy. He loves to tear, hallelujah, he loves to tear up things. Amen. Destroy things. Um, and remember, I'm not talking about breaking things. You can break something. If it's just broken, a lot of times you can fix it. But if it's destroyed, it's useless. Amen. But that is one of the names. And then another name, and I know I know y'all have heard these some of these names, Belzebub. And Matthew twelve and twenty four. Now when the Pharisees heard heard yet uh, they said, This fellow does not cast out demons except by Belzebub. The ruler of demons. That's another name. Belzebub. Is, uh, Brother Ricky, uh, that's the one that means the Lord of the Flies. Am I right? Lord of the Flies. That's what Belzebub means. Be careful any time you're around a bunch of flies. I'm going to tell you something. Flies are some of the nastiest things there is. And uh, there's a reason for it. Flies, you know, we, we contribute serpents and snakes as being a part of the devil because uh, of, of the serpent that came to Eve in, the, in, the, uh, in Eden, but also flies. Belzebub means Lord of the flies. That's found in Matthew 12 and 24. What we're doing is just laying a foundation right now to give you some descriptions and names of Satan. He's also called the angel of the bottomless pit. Revelation 9:11, And they had a king over them in the Hebrew 
uh, angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew, this is the same one as I read a while ago, but it has it in there. It's angel of the bottomless pit, Revelation 9 and 11. Then also, he's called the dragon. He's called the dragon, Revelation 9. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent, there's a serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast into the earth, and his angels were cast out with them. From last week, somebody tell me, how many angels were cast out? How many, how many angels did he take with him when he fell? A third of them. Amen. I'm going to give you two more. Tonight, then I'm going to bring it um, for um, comments and or questions. He's called the adversary. First Peter five and eight. Be sober. Be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about. Now I think that's interesting. If you remember the scripture we read in Ezekiel, when he was in heaven, said he walked about the stones. You remember that I read. He's still walking, but the, for the wrong reason. Amen. He walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Amen. He's, he's your adversary. He's your enemy. Um, then he's called an angel of light. Now, let, before I read that one, and of course you, you've seen it, you'll probably go ahead and, ahead and read it, but uh, I don't know why it is, but the devil is always depicted as somebody in a red suit and horns and a long tail and a pitchfork. If you ever run into him, I guarantee you he ain't going to look like that. That's not the way he looks. If he looked like that, then everybody would know who he was. But he, remember I told you last week, his greatest tool is deception. So he's an, he, he's an angel of light. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14, And no wonder or marvel, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Brother, the devil ain't going to come to you with a pitchfork and a long tail because you'd see him and run from him. He's going to be the prettiest. Remember, remember how beautiful he was? And he, he can still put on that persona. Amen. There's a lot of people in the church today put on a good persona like they're really holy people. Amen. Brother, I, Brother Doug, I just, I just love you. Huh? You know what I'm talking about? Hug you, hug you. I ain't, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna stick you, brother. Hallelujah, but hallelujah. And then, then, then they'll stick that knife in your back and then, whoop, hallelujah, all the way back up front. Come on, somebody. Amen. Well, guess what? They get that from a daddy, the devil. Amen. Glory to God. He, the devil, will approach you like an angel of light. That's how he deceives people. And we have to be wet because he can look so good. He, he's so close to the original. Um, 
I take field trips all the time. I'm going to let this wind, wind up my part. And uh, I took a group of kids to the Federal Reserve in downtown Nashville where all the money from every bank in Middle Tennessee comes to. We pulled the bus up, and man, they they unloaded all the kids first, and they man these these officers come come out there, and they had all kind of dogs. Two or three come out there with these big long things, the big mirrors, and uh, and they came up to the window, and looked at me, and said, "You need to sit us stay on the bus for a few minutes, sir." I said, "Yes, sir." And uh, they took all the kids off, and they started a search on that. They brought them dogs up on my bus, sniffing. And uh, they walked around the bus and had that thing of looking up under the bus and and everything. And uh, they wouldn't let me sit in the bus. I said, I just sit right here. No, sir, you've got to go in. We can't leave you out here. And... uh, so I went in, and we had to go through this process. We had to take everything, all of our everything, out of our pockets, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I mean, workers who work there go through a. They they have to get there about forty five minutes before it's time for their shift to start because it takes them that long to, uh, for them to be investigated every day, because there's more money than you'll ever see in a lifetime in there. That's uh, and uh, they took us in there and they showed. We got went in and bought, and I mean, man, it was it was stacked up on crates to the ceiling, billions of dollars, right here in downtown Nashville. And uh, they took it in, and we showed where uh, the, the the dollars and the money that's taken out of circulation. And as we was walking around touring the place, they said, "Now, of course, there's a uh, counterfeit. There's a big problem." And they had a they had a hundred dollar bill, two hundred dollar bills taped up on a glass. And uh, they had all the kids look at them and says, "Now y'all 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 try to tell which is real, and which which is a counterfeit." And uh, a lot of them couldn't 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 tell. Uh, and um, I uh, you know I you know, I looked at it and. Um, Really, to be honest, I wasn't sure myself. It looked pretty close. And this is what the guard said. He said, do you know how we train people to spot uh, counterfeit? He said, we don't study counterfeit money. He said, there, it's, there, there's too, they're too numerous, too many kinds. He said, we, we, everybody studies the original and gets a good picture of the original because if you if you know what the real looks like, you're going to recognize the phony. He said that's what we train people. And you know what? There's a lot of phonies in the world today in the world in the way of religion. Don't spend your time looking at the phonies. Look at the original. That's Jesus. Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and they know me, and a stranger, what? 
once you learn the voice of Jesus, you don't have to worry about being deceived. Once you know your daddy's voice, hallelujah, amen. I'm going to stop right there at that part for my part. Anybody got a comment or a question on our lesson for tonight? Anybody? This is your opportunity now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That goes along with some of the questions I started out with last last week. That you know, I don't know how something as beautiful and as glorious as Lucifer was, high in the world, and being in heaven, could sin begin in him and he could see him. I, you know, th- these, these kind of questions and going along with like what Brother Paul said, these are some things that we'll, we, I don't think we'll be able to be able to understand and fathom until we get, uh, get out of this life because we, we're still looking through a glass darkly uh, and we don't understand this, but you know, that's what the Scripture says about him. You know, he's, he's an angel of light. He, he, as, and Brother Paul said, he, he can sugarcoat everything. And um, he can make you, he can deceive you in ways like you couldn't imagine. That's his biggest two. Deception is his biggest two. And, yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's why he was, that's what started the war in heaven. That's why he was kicked out. Because... He, he literally tried to take over the throne, the Scripture says. He tried to dethrone God and sit down in God's throne in heaven. He tried that. Why? How? I don't know. I can't, and, and nobody else has, has that answer, but, but it happened. And that's why he was cast out, uh, and he became what, what he is. Uh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's that's right. Yeah, but he is real. Don't don't play with this thing. And let me tell you, there are things that you can do, and we're going to be getting into demons and demonology and demon possession in a few weeks. But there are things that people can do that actually can attract demons into their home. Amen. Uh, there are things. I mean, there are there are games that are strictly diabolical. That, and you don't hear much about it no more. But that one game, man, there's there's so many stories and books written about that game, Dungeons and Dragons. Amen. Amen. Some uh, some some of the music that's put out, you know, 
Uh, I know several years ago you heard about the back masking. So I heard some of that. Did you hear some of that stuff? Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, going back to how the devil has uh, uh, perverted uh, music and stuff like that. All right. Any any other comment or anything? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. He definitely does not want people to worship. And if he can do anything to stop you from worshiping, he'll do it. Amen. And that's there's some there's a lot of truth in that sir. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. You're exactly right, sister. Amen. I mean, your your own soul's at stake. You know, your own soul's at stake. Let's everybody stand together tonight. Appreciate you coming out, and uh, we we got it a little bit further tonight. Lord willing, next week we'll go a little bit further. Uh, we postpone our monthly prayer because of uh, uh, the deaths and the families and what have you. We will be having our monthly prayer next Monday night, seven thirty. I want to share that um, uh, uh, information with you. Be much in prayer for everybody until it's time for us to meet again come Sunday. Let's bow our heads and thank God for this service. Lord, as we come tonight, we thank you and we praise you, God, for the service tonight. Thank you, God, for those that are here. We pray for those that could not make it tonight, be with them or whatever the problems, Lord, that they may have. Take everybody home. Keep them safe on the road until it's time to meet again. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. We love you in the Lord.